Praise the Lord. Amen. We are so grateful for the Lord giving us another opportunity today to be with you and to be able to share with you in Jesus' name. God is good. He's great, and he's greatly to be praised. This morning, we want to talk to you, amen, about the the past life and the new life that we have in Christ Jesus. And I have chosen for a subject He didn't leave me the way he found me. And we uh, found that in the book of Romans, chapter 7, verse 24 and 25, King James text. Paul said, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Then he says, I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord, for then with the mind myself, Serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. Father, give praise and honor to you. We are so appreciative of all you've done. Bless us now, Lord, and let this word, uh, this permeate in our hearts, and let us be charged, challenged, and changed. Bless the listening audience, Lord. Meet every need as you know. Bless now, and we'll give your name praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. And the Apostle Paul, of course, is very interesting to us because uh, of his life. We have experienced a lot of the things that he have experienced. And he talks about in this uh, eighth chapter, he says, uh, verses one through five, King James, there is therefore now no condemnation that them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus have made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law may be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. When I think about who I was and what I was when Jesus found me, I am filled with wonderment and question. What did he see about me that would make him notice me? I am sure there are some of you that have had the same question. He saw me in all of my problem. He solved the problem and then he came for me. In the book of Romans, chapter 5, verses 6 and 8, this is what it said. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet preadventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commended or recommended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died died for us. Note St. Paul's description of himself before the Lord found him. And this is found in the seventh chapter, 
verses 18 through 25 with a bit of reading, but I think it's worth looking into. This is what he says. I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For the will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do that which I would not, is no more me that do it, but sin that dwells in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of the Lord after the inward man. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity, a captivity unto the law of sin, which is in my member. Then he cries out, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? And the answer come, I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the Lord, the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. How many of you can identify with the apostle Paul? We knew it was wrong to get drunk. We knew it was wrong uh, to take drugs. We knew it was wrong to commit adultery and fornication. We even said we would not do it again, but we did. Because of the makeup of mankind, it is hard for us to be submitted to God. Like the apostle Paul, we try with all of our energy to do the right thing, but we fail. And sometimes after receiving salvation, we tend to think that our sanctification depends upon us. And I tell you what, Satan likes it when we be, when, when that happened to us. When we think everything depends on you, amen, he's going to bring some tricks your way. Job was not the only one that the devil accused before God. Look in the book of Revelation chapter 12, verses 10 and 11. This is what it said. I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of the brethren is cast down, which accused them before God day and night. Let me tell you, you are being accused. Everything you do, Satan is telling God, they're not good enough. They're going to betray you. Amen. But he said, but in verse 11 said, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. It's going to take the blood of Jesus. That's the only thing that's going to deliver us out of the grips of Satan, the blood of Jesus. But our sanctification does not depend on us, but the same one that saved us also sanctify us. The spirit of God lives within the believer. He is there to work within the believer, both to will and to do of God pleasure. He is there to keep the mind and the thoughts of the believer 
focus upon the spiritual thing. The book of Philippians chapter two, verse 13, the King James puts it this way. It is God which work in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. I like the way the messages say, this is the message translation say, that energy is God's energy, an energy deep within you. God himself willing and working at what will give him the most pleasure. I think we make a mistake sometimes when we start seeking our own pleasure. (laughs) You got to realize you are made for God's pleasure. Amen. I know people say you get saved, all your trouble gone, all other kind of stuff, but don't believe all of that. Sometimes God will let you go through some stuff and then he'll look at the devil and say, I told you so, I know I'm able to keep him. Then the apostle Paul puts it this way in the book of Galatians chapter two. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ live in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God forever. Righteousness came by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Here's the testimony of a changed man. Notice the word now, the word now. Can you say that now? It is the word that suggests a past. Paul is not talking about uh, the wretched man of chapter 7. He is talking about the changed man. Uh, Paul now has a future with hope. No longer is he condemned with man. But he cries out, there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Now old things have passed away and all things have become new. Paul is no longer imprisoned by the flesh. He is empowered by the spirit. He is no longer fettered by sin. He has been freed by the salvation of Jesus Christ. He's not a sinner anymore. He's not a slave. He is now a saint. The same now is a result of accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. It is the same now that is described in Hebrews 11 and 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Don't worry about tomorrow. Focus on the now. God lives in the now. Why not give the Lord a praise for the now? I don't care what you're going through right now. Amen. Just take a few, just take a a, a praise break and give God a praise for the now. I don't care what you're going through. Just give him a praise right now. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. Because all you have is now. If the devil can get you to focus on tomorrow, he will talk you out of your victory that you have today. Live today. Trust God for tomorrow. 
We when you consider that we are going through now, uh, what we are going through right now, it is going to take some faith. Notice the book of Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 6, King James text. Therefore, being justified, justified by faith, we are peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by the faith unto this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Notice verse 3, and not only so, but we glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. I was awakened this morning and the Lord just began to deal with my heart about tribulation and trouble. May I say here right now, if you haven't been through anything, you don't know God. It is what you have experienced that make you to know God. Uh, On yesterday, I was sitting down talking to my daughters and they was, I was telling them some of the things we came through as, uh, uh, young people, young people, we came through a lot of stuff. And said, how did you do it? I said, well, I expected to suffer. Matter of fact, if we weren't suffering and somebody wasn't talking about us, we actually felt a little bad because the scripture said you'll be hated of all men. We took that literally that we would be hated. If, if more nobody hate me, I must not be on the Lord's side. But that experience helped us to know who God is. Even the Bible said about Jesus that he learned obedience by the things he suffered. And I want to say to you, get get ready, get ready to know God. I don't know of nobody that have known him that have not done some suffering. But at the same time, it's more than suffering. Amen. Because some of my best dances have not been over getting anything. It was just this dancing in God because he let me go through something for his name's sake. And he gave, amen, when I finished dancing, he gave me something for dancing. I tell you, there's nothing like having a heart for thanksgiving for God to give you a revelation of what it is he has for you. Sometimes when God, you've been praying and asking for a blessing, when that blessing ready come, it look like hell come up to kiss you. But I want you to know, amen, in spite of all of that, God is at work in you, working his will in your life. Amen. And then the apostle Paul, the fifth verse said that, amen, he said this, and patient experience and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost that is given to us. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Amen. We commit the keeping of our souls unto the hands of God. He's able to keep you. And I want to say to you, let's get ready, amen, to give God the praise and glory that he desires. You want a deeper revelation of God. You got to be to that place that you got to, I I, want to give God some pleasure today. Uh, You got to know I am designed for God's pleasure. That's the reason why he let me stay on planet earth because I'm designed for his pleasure. Amen. And then Paul said this, don't have to worry about, amen, this virus and all that stuff that's going on because God is able to keep you from falling. 
Note what he said in the book of Jude chapter one. Amen. Verse 24, 25. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. Hold out and tell somebody, I'm not going to do no falling. I'm not going to do no falling. And to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, the glory and the majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Let me say this to you, beloved. Sometimes, amen, the Lord leaves space for the devil to buffet us in the flesh to keep us praying. This is not for some of you, but for some of us, it is. <laughs> Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 through 10, amen. Lest I should be exalted above measures through the abundance of the revelation that was given unto me a throne in the flesh to the messenger of Satan to buffet me lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproach, in necessities, in persecution, in distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, that's when I am strong. Learn to trust God and give him praise instead of complaining. Whatever you're going through right now, why don't you start giving God some praise? God is about, let me tell you something. This, when this stuff is over with that we're going through, God is going to bring some people out there and you are going to make a pronouncement to the world, not just that little corner you're in, but to the world. Amen. So some of what you are going through, amen, is because God have a greater work for you to perform. The people that God uh, use are not people who set out to make a great name for themselves, but he uses ordinary people to do outstanding work in the kingdom. He didn't save you to, for you to be a failure. There's something on the inside of you that's going to give God some glory. Something on the inside of you that's going to chase some demon. Something on the inside of you. It's when you're going off scene, somebody's going to still be talking about it. Hear the word of the Lord. Zechariah 4, 6, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. And may I say here, David didn't go out that day when he went out against Goliath. He didn't go out to make a name for himself. He went out on that day because there was a cause. And in 1 Samuel 17, 29, he asked the question, is there not a cause? And I want to ask you, you here, is there not a cause 
that will make you leave the comforts to go out and defend the name of the Lord. Now we're talking about the Lord defending us. What about you defending his glory? What about you defending his name? And on that day, David went out. I don't care how big you are. You talking against my God. And you got to remember, it's not you that's going to be doing the work. You representing Jesus Christ. Your rock is going to hit its place and you will come out victorious in Jesus name. In your neighborhood, God is wanting to use you mightily. The devil means something to us for evil, but God meant it to us for good. Remember, he found you and he put his seal of approval on you for a particular purpose. Amen. And so Paul emphasizes our new position in Christ. And that's what we're talking about today. He did not leave me the way he found me. He has changed my life. He changed David's life. He changed Job's life. Amen. He's doing something greater in our life. And so we find out that he is doing some great things in us. He's moving in a mighty way. And we bless the name of our God for that move. So I want to, I want you to get a heart for Thanksgiving. Start instead of complaining, start giving God glory and praise. And while you are praising him and giving him glory, he will reveal to you his purpose. Amen. Set the joy of God before you. And then if you have to go through something, that's all right. Just start giving God some praise. Like it was when we was coming along, we came along and they would tell us that, hey man, when we were coming along, you got to be doing some suffering. And I, I, I look for the suffering. And when I got some suffering, hey man, sometimes I was left by myself and everything else, but that was all right. It was for the sake of Christ, amen, that I was suffering and I was giving him glory because of the great things he had done in my life. And the book of Romans let us know that we have access by faith. Whatever we need, we have that access by faith. And I want you to start giving God glory. Stop acting as if you are defeated. You are not defeated. He did not pluck you out of sin for you to be defeated. He did not wash you for you to be defeated. You are already walking in victory. If you can, amen, if you can see the invisible, hear the inaudible, you can do the impossible. Amen. Take some time right now and say, I can do it. Take some time right now and to say, I'm sanctified. Because the devil wants you to feel like you're not quite right yet. But you're already sanctified. You're already delivered. You are already justified by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. He saw you and he have justified you. He have taken away your sin and he have delivered you. You are important to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Be aware of this and open your mouth and declare, I am righteous. Say it three times. I am righteous. I am righteous. I am righteous. But see, the devil don't want you to know that you are righteous. He wants you to think that I'm a day late and a dollar short. No. Well, gay man, God don't halfway do nothing. You might not be all that you want to be, but amen, a great price have been paid for your salvation up until this point. 
And therefore, I'm going to give God the praise for what he's doing for me right now. Had it not been for the grace of God, I would have still been wrestling in sin. But he saved me. He delivered me and he bought me out. And I'm giving God the glory. I'm giving him the praise. Say it one more time. I am righteous. What the devil wants you to do is feel like uh, this is for somebody else. This is not for you. But I'm going to tell you, beloved, this is for you. You are the one, amen, 2020 that God is looking for. You got a word in you. You don't have to fulfill the word. All you got to do is speak the word only. God is the one that's going to fulfill the word. He got you where he wants you to be so that you are totally dependent on him. And depending on God, he's going to do some great and mighty things in your life. I know that he will uh, deliver you. I remember some time ago, I think it was, uh, amen, I was 42 years old and I walked off the job and God spoke to me and said, if you preach my word, you'll not like for bread. And that was 35 years ago, the 2nd of June. And let me tell you, he had fulfilled his word and his promise. But I was willing to give up everything to be obedient to Jesus Christ. Look for opportunity to serve the Lord. Since he has found you, he has done some great things for you. Look for opportunity to serve him and to give back to his kingdom. Some sinner is dependent upon you to give them a word. Somebody who's sick is dependent upon you to give them a word of how God heal you. So now let's use this in a positive way. Amen. You are somebody. You are great. You've been washed in the blood of the lamb. Amen. If they're talking about you, they got a good subject. Amen. And we're living in a time now when people, you don't have to, all you got to do is tell them the truth about themselves and they'll run. But let me say this. I don't care if you don't agree with what people say about you. It don't make it false just because you can't see it. Amen. Amen. So what you want to do, let them talk about you. And they will start recognizing this is God. Do you not know they was talking about Jesus and laying him out and saying bad things about him, even on the cross? But when they stuck that spear in his side and he died, they main at the foot of the cross said, surely this was the son of God. And let me tell you, let them keep talking about you. One day they want to know brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so, they was real godly. They made a difference in our neighborhood. Amen. They were somebody. So don't, don't stop people from talking about you. The Bible says what we got to concentrate on is this. When they're laying you out and different stuff like that, remember you've been saved by Jesus Christ and when they're laying you out and all that stuff, we're going to have to find a way to be rejoice, get up off your knees and stop crying, find a way, get some good shout music, find a way to give God some glory. Because he said, rejoice and be exceedingly, no, 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 not just a little bit happy, be, but be exceedingly glad. For great is your reward in heaven. 
Back in the day, that's what we used to do. When we used to go in our testimony, be they did this to me, they did that to me, and we would be in the church dancing and shouting because we was counted worthy to suffer for the name of Jesus. Who wouldn't suffer for a man who have done this much for them? He has brought us from a mighty long way, and we give him praise, we give him honor, and we give him glory. We now have a position in Christ. Let us use that position to give him glory. Amen. Amen. We find out now that, amen, living in the spirit, life now have a purpose. Problems now have a solution. Minds now have peace. Hearts now have joy. Souls now have assurance. Love now have meaning. Frustration now have limits. Possession now have worth. Prayer now have authority. Saints now have victory. The future now have a hope. It is critical that we see this fact. For the spirit-filled righteous man, amen, is what God have ordained. He has found us. He has saved us. He has filled us. How much do I owe him? I owe him my life. I owe him my joy. And when somebody finds something to say about you, find a way to say, I am so glad I was able to suffer that for Jesus' sake. And once your heart learned to praise God, I think it's in one of the Psalms that say, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. And when you get to that place, you learn how to praise God in your situation. Remember, he found you. You're not the same person you was when he found you. You are different. Now let's start rejoicing in God for the great things he has done in your life. Amen. If you've done wrong, the Bible says this. Come boldly to a throne of grace. Amen. Don't let the devil mock the rest of your life. He already knows about it. Repent of it. Come before God. Come boldly to a throne of grace. He wouldn't save you and then wouldn't forgive you. That's not the God we serve. He will forgive you. And then the Bible says this. He that is born of God sinneth not, but if we sin, we have an advocate for Jesus Christ, the righteous. He's begging and pleading for us before the Father. Our sins will be removed and we'll find ourselves rejoicing in the God of our salvation. There is life after your mistakes. There is life after your failures. So learn to trust this God, amen, that loves you enough to go to the cross and die on a cross that you and I may have the right to the tree of life. I praise him. I rejoice in him because he saw me fit, amen, to come and save me and deliver me from our sin. I want you to go out this week, open your mouth, start confessing the greatness of God in your life and what he has done for you. Realize God has made you somebody. Watch your conversation because he said this. 
I'm leaving you with a, with seven nations that are greater than you are. But if you should say they are greater than I am, how can I dispossess them? Watch your conversation. This week, confess victory. Confess what the word says about you. Open your mouth and confess it. I'm walking in victory. My body is healed. My needs are met. You shall have whatsoever you say. I'm protected. Confess it and let God be that light in your soul today. You don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Right now, where you are right now, all you have to do is to tell him, Lord, come into my heart. I acknowledge that you are the son of God. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and I'll serve you. If you pray that prayer, give us a call. Give us, write us. We want to know about it, that we can be with you and help you through this. God bless you until next time. Amen.